Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Graeme Young and today I'm joined by Michael Gannon in Switzerland and Craig Swan to discuss all the latest at Celtic Park. On the pod today, the latest in transfers both in and out at Celtic, including Kieran Tierney's future. Also we catching up with Michael to hear all the latest what's happening in the warm weather train camp over in Switzerland. An insight into the new boys Christopher Julian and Luke O'Connell. And we'll be previewing the game against Gallen before the Sarajevo Champions League test. So how are we, Michael, over in Switzerland? How's things? I'm good. I'm good, Graham. Yeah, it's, um, these are dangerous conditions for guys with um, strawberry blonde hair. It's about 100 degrees and it's built on sunshine, so you've got to be a bit more careful for some of us. Um, apart from that, yeah, it's been good. So what's been the feel of the training camp? You've obviously experienced been over for these type of warm weather situations with Celtic, getting ready for the season. Has it been the same as previous times? Is there a good buzz around the camp? Yeah, it has been. I think it's funny because back home you get the impression that, that, that punters are getting a bit tetchy. They're wanting to raft the new signings and all that stuff. They're a bit worried about Kieran Tierney and all that kind of thing. But the kind of mood out here has been actually quite calm. Um, they seem quite relaxed. Um, speaking to Kieran Neil Lennon on a daily basis, he looks pretty chilled out. He's, he's got a couple of signings in already. Um, the other one's in the pipeline as well. But it seems to be, it seems, like I say, it's quite a relaxed atmosphere. But they know you can get a sense towards the end of the week or the end of the kind of 10 day camp is that. The kind of big game is, is on the horizon. I can engage a kind of little mood change. It's a bit more serious, and I've got a game to, uh, tomorrow night or here, and you get a feeling this is the next step to get towards this Champions League. It's, it's a now, and it's now in sight, so it's definitely cranking up. Excellent. So we'll just turn the attention quickly uh, to transfers. And Swanee, there's a lot happening. Uh, Kieran Tierney been the, the big story that all Celtic fans want to know about. Uh, do you think we're any closer to finding a resolution? I'm sure behind the scenes, Graham, there's, it's getting done. Things are getting spoken about and things are getting done bit by bit. There's there's always a great sort of emergency. Button seems to go off with people that expect everything that happened yesterday. Um, you know, Arsenal are clearly interested in Kieran Tierney, but people have to remember is they're not even close to being back in pre-season training yet. And it's eight weeks still to go, or possibly even closer to nine weeks of the transfer window still open. So... You know, I don't think people should automatically be thinking that things are going to happen very quickly. These, that, this is going to, if Kieran Tierney leaves Celtic, it's going to be a big transfer. There's going to have to be a lot of discussions, a lot of talk, a lot of numbers, a lot of things have to be sorted. It's not one of these things that will happen quickly. So, I think I d- I'm sure there are there are moves going on at the moment. I'm pretty sure there are, but I wouldn't be expecting anything imminent. So Arsenal, are obviously the leading candidates for his signature, but Napoli are another team that have been mentioned. Do you think the interest for Italy, do you think that'd be a move that Kieran Tierney would be keen on? I guess that's a question only Kieran Tierney can answer. Um, I would think that the bright lights of the English Premier League is probably, I mean, it is, he obviously, there will come a time when Kieran Tierney wants to further his career, whether it's right now, whether it's later, that's for Kieran Tierney and, and Celtic to decide. 
Um, you would think that England would be the, the main attraction, although there has been one or two boys gone abroad uh, to foreign climes and, and made successes themselves, English guys as well recently, uh, young English talent, so that may be an, an option to look at to go abroad, but you would be pretty surprised if it continues, if, for example, Arsenal weren't to tie a deal down quickly, you would be pretty surprised if other teams didn't emerge from the woodwork. As I said, there's almost nine weeks to go. So Celtic, if, if Celtic take a decision is to say, for example, for the qualifiers, as what happened with Virgil van Dijk, then there's a lot of time for a lot of other people to come to the table. So it's Nick Hammond's uh, first day in the job today. He's an over-the-summer director of football. He's obviously got a lot in his inbox to kind of address with Celtic. Left-back would be something that Celtic wouldn't address if Tierney goes or even if he stays. A couple of names have been linked, Romain Perro and Bowie and Bombo. Uh, is there anything you could tell us about either of those, Craig? Well, I think there's, uh, there are so many. I mean, <coughs> what happens is, as journalists, we manage to eke out the names, or the names of one or two of them seem to emerge. You would be, I would be shocked if Celtic didn't have at least six or eight for each one of those two positions. Down, We may only, in the public, we may only be able to dig out one, two of those names, three maybe. I could probably guarantee there'll be another four or five of them that they're working on just now as well. So, yeah, we, I mean, these lads have been well-trailed. We know all about them. One at Rapid Vienna, one that's, that was on loan from Nice in France to Paris FC. He doesn't see his future at Nice anymore. That's Perot. But, like I say, I think there'll be more, uh, to be perfectly honest. But certainly the two guys that, that have come in at the public domain, those two names so far, look, look as though they're of a good standard. They're not of Kieran Tierney standard, but not many are. Yeah. And you also get Paddy McNair, a player... Uh, who's linked over the weekend Celtic but talk that maybe interest is cool for Celtic is that your understanding of that Craig? That's more one for Mick to answer he's been he's been on the ground with that one and that's he's been on the ground with that one over there Mick just a yeah, tad in here Yeah that, that's the thing that's what Swanee will be saying there. It's not only is there, are, there are six, seven, eight, nine, ten names getting thrown around there's also contingencies if, if Tierney goes they've got two or three guys lined up there's interesting guys that that will spike and then it will kind of diminish when you start getting involved in nitty gritty. So Paddy McNair was one that that, that that popped up last week and there was interest from Celtic. They made a few inquiries, a few chats, but then as as it is this time of year, 48 hours later they kind of they kind of killed that interest um, and they've moved on to other targets. It looks like now. So I think I don't think Paddy McNair is now on the list, but he was for a while. Um, and then they move on. But that's the case this time of year. There's so many players that are coming up being considered maybe being close maybe not being close maybe being sounded out um, loads of ifs buts and maybes but uh, that's one that's kind of now I think that's been now um, it's now gone um, but like we say there's, there's so many names out there getting mentioned and it's, it's there's so many moving parts this time of year the team's waiting to see the day by before they sell and Celtic are not that kind of um, carousel as well so it's, um, it's a tricky wee period um, this time of year it is early it's only it's only start of July uh, there's still two months to the window remaining, um, so this is us for the next next two full months. Um, so it's it's changing kind of by the day and by the hour. And that's the thing, Michael. Isn't it? Like it changes by the almost by the second because yeah, there'll be somebody down south doing an Arsenal podcast just now kicking up because their club don't have Kieran Tierney on the door yet. Why is it not done yet? Yeah. But yeah, the, the 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 person that they're trying to move on are they? You know. They need to get that sorted first or whatever, you know. It, there's so many pieces that have to it, fall into place in the jigsaw, it's remarkable. It's, um, you, you see it, I mean, you see Lenny over here, has, his, his ears glued to his phone all times. And things, things can change with a phone call. I mean, an interest, a heavy interest, a strong interest might be not might be ended at um, the click of a text message. That's yeah. just the way it goes this time of year. Yeah. It's, um, there's so much happening all around the, the, the country, all around the continent. 
And I think Paddy McNeil's a player that maybe fits a Neil Lennon kind of profile, mate. He's plays multiple positions. That's something that Lennon's always been uh, keen on. Guys at Charlie McGrew was able to fill that role before, so uh, the search continues yeah. for more. Uh, one yeah. name I'd like to throw at both of you is uh, Rakeem Harper, uh, midfielder for West Brom. He's been linked now. He's officially a free agent. Uh, could there be some movement there, do you think, Craig? Well, I think, as we've just discussed, the, the guy's a free agent. Um, he's played for England at decent levels. He's highly rated. If you are Rakeem Harper's agent, ideally, you probably want to spend the next nine weeks waiting to see what offers you get before August 31. Now, I know it doesn't always work like that, and people will be trying to get deals done quickly, but you often find in these situations it's out of the it's out of the buying club's hands. That's the thing. There's a definite interest in him. Neil Lennon went to see him. Obviously, there was... A general feeling around that it had David Turnbull signed, that would have pushed him maybe out, maybe not even down the pile, maybe just that would have ended the interest in Harper. Obviously, the Turner deal, Turnbull deal didn't happen, which means Harper will definitely be one that's back on the radar. But as Mick says, two or three others might have come to light over the past couple of days. But he's certainly one that, that they have looked at. Neil Lennon's watched him in person. He's a good player and they can get him for 235 grand. There is a lot, there's a yeah. lot to like in the possibility of that deal. An interesting one with Harper as well is he's also got a new manager at West Brom. So that although his contracts is is running down, they're running out there. That by no means means they're out there at the frame either. So he may be talking to to, to Slavin Bilic as well. So there's a whole lot of factors involved for the, for the, for the kid himself and for the clubs involved. That's certainly true. So Mick, just to turn uh, back to the weekend game, uh, Celtic against uh, Wiener, two one one. Anyone that watched the game would know Celtic missed a hat full of chances. What was your feeling watching the game? What did you? Who impressed you? What did you like about the performance? Yeah, Celtic should have been about seven up at half time. Um, played quite well. Then the pitch, the pitch was pretty heavy. I mean, the grass it was um, we're, we're kind of getting towards kind of Craig Levine type uh, pitch surfaces out there. Um, Brendan Rodgers would have had a, a day of the canary about it. Um, so it was very sticky and it was a hot day as well. But they played quite well. Should have been ahead. Um, uh, the guy from Wiener, a big lump of midfield player, hit a world day free kick. One of these kind of squiggler efforts, gave him a bit of fright. But I think the main thing was, I think Lenny was happy. I mean, Lee Griffiths scoring again, two and two games for him. And uh, Vacuum Bayou got off the mark as well. Great finish. Um, the big fella looked, looked a bit raw at times, but he also looked a handful. So it, it does look as though he could be a, a player that could have an impact this year. It's the early days for him, not his injury problem. Um, but it was a worthwhile exercise Typical friendly Loads of substitutions And all that stuff Some are good Some are bad Some guys you can tell Their touch is not quite there At this point in time It's, it's, it's early in pre-season uh, Some guys look pretty sharp Mikey Johnson's look good In, in pre-season The young kids actually He was brilliant in both games um, The young guys um, Karamoko Dembele And Armstrong Flex Also looked really good In the first the first couple of games um, But it is It's, it's early it's, For these guys I know it's the Champions League is on the horizon coming really, um, at them rapidly but it's still quite early and it's a couple of games in but it's a worthwhile exercise um, I said yeah, those two strikers scoring was, was quite a big positive for Celtic because obviously Lee Griffiths' um, off the field problems have been well documented but he seems to be back and he seems to be in a better place um, and what a, what a bonus that would be to get him back finally like he was two years ago this is a long way to go for, for Lee but the, the signs are positive and like we say this guy this uh, guy Bayou £2 million signing kind of forgot about a wee bit after he's um, he's really landed in Glasgow and his injury problems and all that stuff, so he could be like the old cliche of a new signing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Marion Shred come in, um, showed some good touches in terms of pace and that match. So it, it, I'm interested to see how he develops at Celtic over the next couple of weeks and months. 
Um, so I, I think perhaps the kind of early season panic among supporters, like they need players, they need eight, nine, ten new players and all that stuff, it might have eased slightly. Still need a right back, still potentially need a left back at least. They've got uh, Christopher Julian at centre half. It sounds sounds a real deal. Um, so it's not quite the worry I think we were happy with a fortnight ago, but there's still work to be done. Thinking that side of things. That's right. I think you're talking about Bio there. He, a, quite a action-packed performance when he was on the pitch. A couple of headers that he probably should have finished, but I thought his hold up play was decent. Mick. I thought it was something about like there was a few through balls that he played as well. It's quite yeah, impressive looked, that he worked for Griffiths. Yeah, he looked a handful. He looked a handful. He wasn't always didn't always come off, but um, no, he looked a handful. I mean, he looks good. He looks pretty um, a presence in the air. I think. If you, I think. I think Celtic might look at different ways of playing this year. They'll have a few options. They could go two up front at times. They could get the ball wide and get balls in the box. To like, so kind of buy you. Uh, Edward's the main man as well. I mean, he looked. He looked good for um, in patches on Saturday as well. Um, but all of a sudden, they've got a few options, and I think they could potentially bring another in as well. Um, so that that'll be interesting, but they do have kind of ways they can they can they can they can adapt and change their, their formations on a kind of weekly basis if they want to. And I think I think we'll see that. I think Celtic will be different this year in terms of the way they play. Um, we've already seen a few be few wee tidbits of it as well. I mean, Callum McGregor pinging balls fifty yards into the corners mm-hmm. um, isn't something we saw much in the last couple of years. It's all the wee short sharp passes um, and regurgitating possession and all that stuff. Whereas he's been encouraged to just get up, head up and whip it into a corner or, or knock it in behind sometimes or get it up the park quickly. And I think we'll see a bit of that this year. Um, I think you'll see Celtic kind of just mixing things up a wee bit. I don't think about a total revolution in terms of the way they play. They'll still be possession-based, but there'll be an option to kind of change things up. But it's a bit like Celtic were in the first season under Brendan Rodgers. They did that as well when they had Dembele firing all cylinders. So it's not going to be completely new way of playing. But it'll be interesting. Another couple of players I thought performed quite well in positions that are, uh, supporters probably think need upgraded right back and left. But I thought Andrew Gutman was... Pretty solid in the first half. Thought he was good in the ball, getting down the line. Did he catch an eye, Mick? He looked decent. Yeah, he did look decent. Um, listen, you're playing against an Australian third division team. Um, so you've got to take all that. It's pre-season friendlies. You've got to take it into account. Um, and there's like partners there with the beers and all that stuff and the kind of weird atmosphere and all that stuff. So it's a bit of a kind of false impression. But he looked apart. He looks a fit lad. He was motoring up down that flank in the, in the 100 degree heat. So it was, um, it was kind of tiring even watching him. But he looked apart. Um, his future, we don't know. Maybe back to America for a loan spell, we don't know. Um, so he's one for down the line, maybe. But yeah, he showed he showed signs that he could maybe come in um, and do a job. But it's, it's early days for him. But yeah, I was quite impressed with some of his stuff. Right. And I thought another side, Tony Ralston had a decent game. Him and Fred linked up pretty well. I thought he was quite good at kind of filling that role of tearing the S, trying to get down to the byline as often as possible. Uh, Gutman was maybe tucked in a wee bit more. Were you impressed? Else, maybe is this his time now to maybe push on at Celtic? I mean, Nelson's been kind of forgotten about, hasn't he? He's been kind of people talking about Celtic needing two two right backs after Lustig gone. And you think he'd be thinking, well, hold on, hold on a minute, I'm a right back and I'm here. So it's a big season for him, but he's so the position is there for him if he wants to go and grab it. So it's all in front of him. Um, we know he's he's, he's a, a attributes, he's, he's, I mean, he's built like a tank, a great engine. Um, I think the poor lad he chucked in against PSG in the Champions League and it was, it was lambs to the slaughter stuff up against Neymar um, it was a bit like me playing that last week against the, <laughs> the backroom team a right back <laughs> up against Damien Duff it was a bit like that um, against Neymar but the lads, so that's a bit of a setback for him I think he had a few injuries as well um, so but he's, he's, it's all there for him if he wants to go and grab it he can, he can make an impression because he has got talent and he's, he's getting on he's, 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 he's young but he's still He's um, he's not a, a complete kid now. He's been around the first team for a long time, 
So it's um, it's all in his it's all in his hands to say right. I'm going to be either your right back or your main backup right back or whatever. Um, rather than this buying two two new right backs. Um, so that's all there from. I know I know you touched upon Fred already, but I was quite impressed with the way he was that shooting sight policy that he brings. That was something maybe Chris Commons specialised during Lennon's first time in charge. Someone who's just willing to have a pot for distance. He wasn't Aye. was a wee bit erratic at times, but you can definitely tell there's a player there. Ah, he's got that kind of get it down, get it, cut and say and whip it in right away kind of about him. Um, no, he looked, he looked, looked, looked alright, and the word is, I mean, I mean, Neil Lennon's been raving about him training, so um, we'll see more of him. It's a, um, that's another one, it's a bit of a kind of weird one when he came in. It caught up me about things with uh, when he signed, he was one of a million, million wingers of the club and all that stuff. Um, but he's a £2 million signing who's been tearing up in the Ukraine uh, for a couple of years. So it, it looks like a quality addition. Um, it's just, it just has to see how it... How he applies it in Scotland, but um, but no, he's looked he's looked half decent out here. What we've seen of him. So attention turns to friend against St. Helen uh, during this week, uh, and you've also got Sarajevo just a week away Champions League first round qualifier. What do you think about that, Michael? How's it going so far in Switzerland? They're ready. More senior players maybe make an appearance for this game. I think so. I think I, I mean we'll still wait to find out tomorrow afternoon how they're planning and um, approaching the game. But usually the last game of the, the preseason tour, they'll, they'll put out the, a strong side and maybe give them an hour rather than giving them forty-five minutes. You might see more of a, a shape to the side, a more of a clue of how they'll be next week. Um, the interesting one, I mean, the deadline for for signings is July the fourth for the first round. They can add a wild card, obviously, after that. So. But you've got to think, anyone coming in after that point won't really be ready to pitch into the team straight away. Um, we're expecting to see Christopher Julian get a run out uh, out here as well. Maybe the boy, uh, Luke, uh, Luke O'Connell as well, um, who looks keen as, sounds keen as mustard to get involved. Um, but I think we'll see a team that's closer to the side that will play next week uh, in Sarajevo. Because I think St Gallen, I say, they're, they're a team that finished, I think, finished fifth in Switzerland last year, so there are no mugs. Um so a, a good challenge to maybe see where they are. Um, maybe a comparative challenge with Sarajevo next week. So this is the kind of, not quite a dummy run, but it's it's not going to be far off it. And that turns us nicely to Christopher Julian then. The Celtic fans all summer and pressing F5 key, waiting for updates and transfer news. This seems like a, a, a real statement of intent for Celtic. A proper defender, going by his highlights, he's excellent with the ball at his feet. He's willing to head in and clear. Swanee looks the real deal, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Um Certainly, he came across very well last week. Um, he certainly looks as though he's got the physical attributes. Um, he's, he's got a decent CV behind him. Um, he's not young uh, in the sense that he's got a bit of experience behind him. So, uh, I think all the signs are very, very positive. Um, obviously, it'll be a case of can he settle in the way the, the game's played here. All the indications seem to be that he's, he's got experience of playing in different countries. So, he will be able to do it. Um, talking to a couple of guys over in France maybe his only shortfall last season was a bit of pace on the turn uh, but certainly the manager likes his centre-halves to be dominant I think you saw with the reintroduction of Jozo Simunovic to the first team when Neil Lennon took over last year he likes his centre-halves to go and win the ball in the air um, he played with one uh, from Toulouse Bobo Baldi when Martin O'Neill was the manager and I mean anything that came into the box during that time it was either Mialbe, Valharan or, or, or Baldi who went and attacked it. That's the way he likes his centre-halves to be. It's all very well playing the ball out for the back, but go and win the ball in the air. And this guy looks like a real unit. Um, and everything we've heard seems to be he's quite dominant in the box. So 
pretty much the identical perfect centre half that Neil Lennon's looking for, I would have thought. And you have to pay that kind of money to get the proper quality. And for all the criticism that Celtic have had or have not spent the money, etc., etc., I think you used the phrase there. That was a, a statement of intent. That's that's good money spent on a good player. And I get the impression he's been scouted from a long time ago because the word was that. Now you're going to punish me here because I can't remember the exact name of the centre half that was at Toulouse that went to West Ham for huge money um, last summer. The talk was that Brendan Rodgers wanted him. Mm-hmm. So Celtic had obviously scouted him and Julian was playing, I believe, beside him. So he's maybe been on the radar through that. Uh, they said Neil Lennon seemed to be suggesting to Michael and the boys over by that it was one that had been looked at for quite some time. So they've done their homework and he looks apart. Looks like a good move. Do you go along with that, Mick? I do. I, mean, I don't know if it's funny, but with the F- the F5 key, what does that do again? I'm it refreshes not... the page. So <laughs> oh, right, right. It's a, right. Fans keep an eye constantly on transfers, just can't stay away. Listen, yeah, but I'm an old guy. Technology is not one of my strong point. <laughs> As we um, find out, try to set up this WhatsApp to get the. Well, I've got a coconut phone with a bit of string, aye. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, that's the word, the word on Big Julian is um, a ball playing Bo Baldy, which is. is Sounds quite a prospect, doesn't it? Um, um, well, terrifying and effective in equal measure. But it, it never bit... turns out that way, Michael, does it? You, do, you don't get ball <laughs> playing Bobo Baldy's for seven million pounds, I'm afraid. Yeah, that does happen. Uh, but um, but that, Lenny seems to say that he's, he's, a bit, he's better on the ball than Bobo, but he's got that presence uh, and dominance at the back as well that, that Bobo had. That's why the kind of the comparisons have been drawn. Um, and like Swanee was saying, this, is, this was flagged up. This is this was on the list that, that Lenny inherited back in February. He looked at the list of of kind of ongoing targets and transfer um, possibilities, and this one jumped off the page. I think um, I think I've done their data on him as well, and I think the stats are, are pretty impressive on him. Um, so even for anyone who saw him in the flesh, um, he was completely sold. He made it his number one target actually. He said, this is the guy, um, and it's now up to the interest to see who gets the, the kind of number two role with Christopher Ayer and Savinovic or a combination of both of them dipping out. There might even be another centre back coming in. Lenny hinted that he might even go for another one. Uh, to add to the mix, um, it's a long, it's a long, hard season. Could be sixty odd games. Do you think so, I ever um, get the first chance at it, Mick? I think uh, Lennon's has really got a lot of, out of of Simonovic, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and I is still young. I think I is going to be a top class centre half in the future. I still has his moments when he's a little bit positionally naive, but that's improved no end in the last twelve months. Um, so I think, I, mean, I think Ayer and Simonovic will start next week. Um, you've got to remember as well Celtic had the clean sheet record and the best clean sheet record in Scotland last year so the defence was for all the people who say it's a bit ropey and all that stuff they're actually the best defence in Scotland um, so uh, albeit with, with one of the right back uh, now leaving but um, you think that with Julian coming in it even just makes it even stronger um, it's, a, it's a European type signing as well it's a guy that maybe made them prove them in Europe um, with Dedrick Boyata leaving it seems like a ready made um, replacement but I think I think Ayer would be the one um, at the moment. But honestly, he could toss a coin because I think I think Lennon's been impressed with Simonovic and his form has been great. The only thing about Simonovic is his injury record. He's not got a great record in terms of injuries. Um, but he finished the season really strongly, so he, he might be the one he looks to in the short term. But they'll all get they'll all get a chance. To, that's for sure. Mike, can I check something with you? Just wondered if there'd been any sort of chat chat when you were over by talking to manager. Um, the Within the Celtic teams he played, and he played in a three-five-two. He used that a lot at Hibs. Is there a chance they all might play? Is that is that something you, that you think you might look at this year and, and go that way? I, I think so. Yeah, they're definitely. I think that's definitely a possibility. I think we'll see three-five-two. 
at times this season. Um, I think that's definitely. I think Lenny does want to play two up in certain occasions. Um, so yeah, I would, I would, I would expect, I would expect to see the three at certain times. Yeah. Hence why he maybe wants another one as well. I don't think, I don't think it'll be staple week in week out, um, unless it's really successful. Because I think three at the back, especially at home, sometimes you maybe lose a wee bit in terms of. Um, um, but you don't need, don't need three guys at the back at times. Um, so, but there'll be the horses for courses. I think you will see it. I think it's, it's almost nailed on. You'll see three, five, two at certain stages. But then these three, five, two, four, four, two, four, two, three, one doesn't really exist anymore. No. It only exists to guys like dinosaurs like us. Yeah, um, talk about it because every system now is is fluid. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, you'll see three, three of them play at the same time, and you may see two up front, but it'll be. I mean, trying to pin it down is um, nail and jelly to the wall sometimes, yeah. these formations these days. You would, um, imagine, yeah, you, would al- you would almost imagine they wouldn't go for another centre-half either until the Philip Benkovic situation's solid. But that, but mean, that doesn't make one. a lot of sense, does it, to go and spend a lot of money on one if Brendan Rodgers is willing to send a kid of that quality north again? But again, you no. don't find that one out to August 30. So Lennon's comments no. about the centre-half, uh, Swanee, is that a player, is it, do you think it's got to be a money signing or maybe a, a younger player to come in and beef up the squad? Well, that's the thing. I mean, again, it goes back to the start of the conversation that we all had, you know, 20-odd minutes ago, that th- things can change, the, the domino effect can take place. Leicester City probably aren't even back in pre-season training yet. They're still talking about Harry Maguire moving, Brendan Rodgers looking at another player. Brendan Rodgers would come out quite clearly and said, if I'm, I'm, I think I might send him on loan again. If I do send him on loan, I'm going to send him to Celtic. Now, if you're Celtic, I'd imagine you've got that firmly in the back of your mind that he would be a top-class addition. To have Ayer, Simeonovic, <coughs> Julian and Benkovic would be a brilliant way to go into um, September the 1st. But again, it comes down to, do you gamble through the, all the qualifiers that you might, you know, you've only got three, you, you, you don't go out and get another one because you, Rogers is probably not going to make his mind up until the last day of the trial, the last couple of days. I think Benkovic arrived at August <coughs> 31 last year, is that right? In the last couple yeah. of hours. Yeah. That's what yeah. would probably happen again when he gets all his squad into place so again it's the juggling again it's the gambling because you know what happens if they if they do wait for that one and then a couple of guys get injured in the first two rounds they might go into the third qualifying round the AK Athens round from last year with one centre half and then they're getting criticised again so it's a balancing act it's, it's tricky 100% and I think the interesting thing maybe about three five two, 5 uh, Perro the, uh, the left back from Nice He's the one knock on him appears to be he's a bit slight, he's a bit small, but specialises in getting up at the part. So again, that could maybe tie into potentially what Celtic are doing long term. But there's plenty to get excited about. Talking about the other new arrival over the weekend, Luke O'Connell, uh, young Republic Island youth international, has had experience with the first team as well, uh, training under Mick McCarthy. Players always try their best to impress when they sign for new clubs, but I think it's hard not to like the cut of his jib he's got something about him anyway hasn't he Mick like he's, he speaks well he's definitely looking impressed he gets some, uh, quality about him that maybe Celtic might be able to see him sooner than other young players that have been signed in the past yeah we, we spoke to him out here and he's a, a, a chirpy wee character he's um, quite an infectious lad he um, seems absolutely thrilled with his move um, named after Gianluca Vialli which is a, a, an interesting one um, talk about putting pressure on you named after Vialli Um but he seems to be. I mean, seems to go with the flow. I mean, he's only eighteen, so it's one for the future. Um, and I, I must, I must confess, I haven't seen an awful lot of Bolton this year. Um, yeah, so I would be lying if I said I had. But everything you hear about the kid, when you speak to raves about him, 
Um, and, and he's, a, he's one that, when I mean, the chance came up, um, Celtic jumped at it because he has a talent and, a, and one for the future. He can play. He also can play a couple of different roles. He can play centre mid, wide left. Um, he's, he can fill in at left back as well. So he's, he's a kind of versatile wee character. Um, and if he, if he performs the way the way kind of attitude he has off the pitch, he'd be a, wee ass, a good asset for Celtic. What are your thoughts, Tony? Yeah, I pretty much echo what Michael said. I haven't had the pleasure of speaking to the boy yet, so I don't know any of that stuff. But he certainly seemed to acquit himself in the, the chances he got down south, and it's, it's pretty tough going down there for a young player. You know, it's quite physical, so he was obviously able to hold his own, do okay. Um, the Irish national team guys rave about him. Um, you know, McCarthy's and Keynes and that, they're, they're, they're full of full of praise for him, for, he, for his abilities and his attributes and his attitude. So, yeah, for the money that Celtic paid, could be a right good sign. So that takes us back to Champions League then. So Sarajevo wins the horizon here, guys. It's massive test for Celtic and probably trickling some of the recent opening round qualifiers have had. Julian's in the door. That's a big sign, obviously, right and left back. Areas that need addressed. But do you feel that Celtic may be in a slightly better place than they have been in recent years heading into this opening qualifier? Uh, if you want me to take that one, Michael, I would say probably just about on a par. It's the same all the time, isn't it, yeah? Juggling, waiting for guys to come in. Everyone's rusty. Um, I don't think. I mean, if if you looked at the way they went into the the Alish Kirk games after the tour last year, um, as Michael touched on, the the last game would be where you would possibly see the the potential team. Uh, I remember this time twelve months ago when Brendan Rodgers unleashed Dembele and Edward together in the same team, and they were absolutely dynamite. And then they took Alish Kirk apart the two of them, and everybody got very excited. And then. They both of them ended up getting injured and <laughs> missing qualifiers and ending barely left. So it can change so much, even in the space of Neil Lennon touched on it to the lads over there about the eight games in eight weeks, the same as last year. You might find there's big changes in the team from game one to game eight if they got to game eight, you know, just with the signings coming in, guys bedding in, guys having to miss out. So I would say they're pretty much at the same places where they have been every other year. They're not particularly ready, but they should have enough to get through the first the first couple at least, and then, then the screws get turned on when hopefully Celtic and the rest of our, our teams in Europe are, are up to speed then. Yeah. What do you think, Mick? Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I think they're, they're some way off, but they're always a way off at this time because they come, these games come round so so soon. The first round, I'm not saying it's part of pre-season, but they're all, it's almost part of pre-season. I think it's quite telling that Sarajevo flipped the tie and they're playing their, their, their home leg uh, first, which is usually seen as a disadvantage in a, in a European tie, but they obviously want a big crowd to make a few quid in the tie today. We have a chance of a live because I think the fear going to Glasgow and get a doing, and then the second leg in their own place would be a non-event. So that te- that's telling. I think their ambitions are to just go and pay as upward as they can and 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 save a bit of face, make a few quid. Fair enough. Certainly can't afford to, to be um, complacent with them though, um, especially that first leg uh, over there. Um, we've seen teams going there and, and maybe, maybe struggling a wee bit. Um, ideally Celtic would have a right back on board now the first choice right back but the market doesn't allow it that simple as that this time of year signing guys in June is, is difficult signing top quality in June is, is difficult so there's a bit, a bit of these qualifiers of, of having to make do you're fighting in two fronts you're fighting qualifying matches and building your squad at the same time we've seen it every year every year there's a crisis there's an injury problem a centre half missing a full back missing I've seen, we've seen Celtic qualifying campaign games with Sadie Yanko at right back, um, young lads at centre half, near Beton, 
centre half. Ayer was pitched in the game at centre half. Oh no, uh, very early on. There's a crisis along the way, and it's how about handling the crisis because um, it's coming. It's either going to be a, an Edward injury or it's going to be someone uh, that it's guaranteed to happen at some point along the way. And that's all about how they deal with that crisis. Can the guys coming in do a job in a certain level? Or can the signings hit the ground running? It's oh, These are all the spinning plates during the qualifying. These are why they're so hard. You look at the run, you think Celtic should be able to beat A, B, C, D up to the qualifying and then hope for the best and get through. But on paper, is nowhere like what it's in reality. Because in reality, it is a complete, I think, well, Brendan Rodgers called it a tumble dryer effect. It's just, your head's in a spin for eight weeks trying to negotiate these ties. And anything can happen. Well, that's, I think you summed it up perfectly there, Mick, so... What's Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see the shock in his eyes as well. <laughs> so, uh, it's, uh, so what's the schedule like the next couple of days for you then? Is it just getting I'm coming home. I'm coming home. <laughs> I feel like I've been away for months. Um, no, tomorrow night's the last game. Then it's everyone back to Glasgow on Wednesday. Um, so we've seen our tour of duty uh, out here. Um, so it's um, we're at the end of a, a, long, a long road. This one will tell you it's an arduous path through pre-season. Um, every morning doing your runs and all that stuff and try to keep fit and and um, make sure you're early to bed so the works come um, nice and fresh and all that. It's a difficult process, so we're, we're looking forward to getting home uh, after a long, a long ten days. But it's um, it's been good, and it's I think as I say, up, the atmosphere here is different to maybe what it is at home. I think Celtic seem to be in a good place right now, and um, and it's we're now getting to the real stuff, thankfully. That's what it's all about. Well, I can't thank you both enough for joining me today. So that's all for us this week. Uh, don't forget to subscribe through iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for today, fellas. Cheers. Cheers.